Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Where were you when the world stopped turning on that September day? Teaching a class full of innocent children or driving down some cold interstate? Did you feel guilty cause you're a survivor? In a crowded room, did you feel alone? Did you call up your mother and tell her you loved her? Did you dust off that Bible at home? It's almost hard to remember what life was like before 9-11. I mean, there are specifics, but it would be hard to remember what happened, you know, 22 years ago yesterday. But we know what happened 22 years ago today. And there is a nonprofit that has been there for the children Not just the children who lost parents on 9-11, but the children whose parents were responders as well. Not just the people in the buildings or at the Pentagon or on the planes, but those whose parents were responders. And that organization is called Tuesday's Children. And Sarah Wingerath-Schlanger is with us, the Senior Program Director for Tuesday's Children. Sarah, what can you tell us about these kids who are anywhere from... You know, 22 years old right now to probably in their 30s or 40s. Thank you for having me, Lisa. It's really an honor and a privilege to be able to speak to you today and remind everyone how important it is to amplify the stories of September 11th. For us, Tuesday's Children is all about resiliency. So I'm happy to tell you that of the 3,051 youth that lost parents on Tuesday, September 11, 2001, we get to see so much joy for them, so many incredible milestones. My phone rang on Friday night with a September 11th surviving child telling me that she was about to have her first children. Mm. I think that it's important to remember that there were over 100 women pregnant on 9-11 that lost their partners. And so you're absolutely right, Lisa. Our youngest is still 22, and we made a lifelong commitment to ensure that we were able to support them for their long-term healing. Sarah, I'm, I, I opened the show by saying that on this day, 22 years ago, I signed adoption papers for my son. I had brought him home mm-hmm. in my arms 72 hours earlier, and my whole world stopped that morning thinking mm-hmm. that, number one, maybe his birth mother wasn't going to sign, or she wanted him back. Mm-hmm. Or maybe bad things were happening in the world and this moment of of joy was changing for me so rapidly. So I can't even imagine what those women went through who were pregnant and lost partners. So your organization has been there to support these children. And, you know, in the past when I have worked with children who have battled cancer, many of them grew up and wanted to be a doctor. You know, or they wanted to be a researcher. Um, Do you find that among Tuesday's children where many of them want to be in law enforcement or a firefighter or they want to do something associated with the day that impacted their life? That's a wonderful question, Lisa. Thank you for shedding light on that. Absolutely. Um, We have a career resource center program where our entire mission is to ensure that we're able to support them into their careers and into their professional trajectory. And we see that in so many instances where uh, surviving children, surviving spouses are calling us and saying, I'm interested in following the paths of my 
my father, whether that be military, law enforcement, as you mentioned, also those that, you know, really have a passion for business. I think I also want to let your listeners know that um, there's professional aspirations to be like the person that they are remembering and they have living legacies of. But there's also this circle of care that we talk about at Tuesday's Children, where they have stepped up and said, I will mentor another bereaved child. They have stepped up and said, you know, I will run the, you know, the marathon for Tuesday's Children and put the name out there and remind people how important it is to never forget. And be, because there's an ever-growing need, we find many children in this situation, Tuesday's Children is now not just focused on those children who lost parents on this day 22 years ago. Is it that you are helping in other situations or that the protocol that you have used and set up is being used with, you know, folks in Newtown, Connecticut or military families that have lost loved ones? It's actually both, Lisa. We have encouraged um, other communities to consider us a resource through our long-term healing model. You can go to Tuesday's Children Heals. Org. And there you're going to find uh, 22 years of codifications of what we've offered and different ways in which you can provide positive change in your community if you've been impacted by mass violence or other traumatic events. That's um, interesting also, because, because every community yeah. is facing that these days. And yeah. I don't think there are many organizations that have been doing this as long as your organization true, and it truly is an honor and a privilege to be able to see it as someone that can be uh, a point of guidance. Uh, your reference before about the Newtown community was a very great one because that's exactly what we were able to do, support them after their tragedy and help them build a bricks-and-mortar organization much like Tuesday's Children. I also want to let your community know, Lisa, that much like yourself as a military child, um, we serve military families of the fallen. And um, if you consider that Tuesday, September 11th, had so many ripple effects, like you mentioned, the families themselves, the responders that tried to give closure to so many families that those months and weeks after. And now the military families of the fallen, because their person raised their hand and said, I will answer this call. I will make sure that such a tragedy does not happen again on our soil. So we are very mindful at every age and stage of Tuesday's children that we can stand in for so many communities because their losses are, are very similar. Um, and, and it's really, it's, it's so important for us to continue this mission. Um, never forget for us is the other 364 days of the year. Um, right. So thank you. Well, and, and I applaud you for what you do and your continued effort to help all of those that, you know, suffer the loss of a parent, especially in a tragic situation. So you're in New York today, Sarah. What is the vibe like in New York? I would imagine a good amount of people just carry on and do regular business. And I, I know what it's like here in Chicago. People are committed to a day of service, but there are others that don't even give it a second thought. What's it like in New York today? Well, um, I, I think New York is a, a unique epicenter for for so much, and we were honored to be able to do the opening bell for NASDAQ today. So um, that is, you know, the, the energy that we felt this morning in Times Square, and we're thankful for that partnership to be able to do that. We will also have family members on field for the Jets game this evening. They will be unfurling the flag 
Yesterday, we worked with Premier Lacrosse League for a very similar opportunity, helping families give those moments of joy and positive memories so that these um, days, which could be filled with darkness, could be somewhat pivoted into a way where they can put their heads up and and feel very good about um, the legacy that they are a part of. All right. Now, a lighter, sillier note. Do you like Aaron Rodgers? (laughs) Um, I like anyone that supports Tuesday's children. And uh, so, absolutely. Well, we'll all be watching the game tonight, and it'll be lovely to see Tuesday's children out there unfurling that flag. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Lisa. Have a great afternoon, and thank you for remembering. Steve's News is next on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent, WGN.